Hi, this is Professor of Photography Jeff Curto, and welcome to episode number seven of the History of Photography podcast. This episode's primary subject is Tina Modotti. Modotti, born in 1896 and died in 1942, was an Italian photographer, a model, an actress, and also a revolutionary political activist. She was born in Udine in Friuli, Italy, in the north, and in 1913, at the age of 16, she emigrated to the United States to join her father, where he lived in San Francisco, California. In 1918, she moved to Los Angeles in order to pursue a career in the motion picture industry, and in fact did quite a bit of acting uh, while in Los Angeles. But also while there, she met the photographer Edward Weston. By 1921, Modotti was Weston's favorite model, and was, as was often the case with Weston's female models, ended up being his lover. Modotti convinced Weston to teach her photography. And the work that Modotti and Weston made in the 1920s marks the beginning of a modernist photographic aesthetic that left an indelible mark in the history of photography, especially the history of photography in Mexico, uh, as we'll uh, travel to in, in just a few minutes. Each person, Weston and Modotti, contributed to this history individually. Modotti is known for beautiful still-life images that gave way to modernist images of Mexican workers and poetic revolutionary icons. And of course, Weston's pictorialist-influenced imagery was abandoned by him in favor of sharp, clear, straight photographs. And while I won't spend too much time uh, here talking about Edward Weston, because we've spoken about him quite a bit before in the History of Photography uh, class podcasts, uh, I will uh, show a few images by Weston of Tina Modotti uh, as his model. And uh, to give you a sense, a little bit of a sense of the uh, relationship that they had, I thought I'd read you a little section of a letter that Modotti wrote to Weston. One night after, she wrote, one night after, all day I have been intoxicated with the memory of last night and overwhelmed with the beauty and madness, madness of it. I need but to close my eyes and find myself not one more, not once more, but still near you in that beloved darkness, with the flavor of wine yet on my lips and the impression of your mouth on mine. Oh, how wonderful to recall every moment of our frail and precious dreams. And now while I write you, from my still quivering sense rises an ardent desire again to kiss your eyes and mouth. My lips burn and my whole being quivers from the intensity of my desire. <laughs> Yowza! Uh, there is Tina Modotti writing about her... Uh, her love for Edward Weston. Um, and as we look at a couple of more photographs that Weston made of Modotti, uh, I, thought, I thought it might be interesting to share at least something about what Weston wrote about his relationships with women. I have no illusions about the women who fall in love with me. Women are hero worshipers. I would like to be loved for myself, which means I would like to be a highly charged sexual animal. But would I? We can't have everything. I am a poor lover in that I have no time or desire for sustained interest. I make a grand beginning, then lose out through indifference. The idea means more to me than the actuality. 
<laughs> it seems like Modotti and Weston may have been on uh, slightly different pages uh, in terms of their ardor for one another. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, their relationship was extremely important to each of them and uh, certainly uh, fed the artwork that each of them did uh, as they uh, both worked in Mexico, moving there together and uh, Weston abandoning his wife and uh, most of his children, taking his uh, son Chandler along with to Mexico uh, and leaving his wife behind in California. So uh, in addition to her various roles as an actress and a model and uh, a muse, Modotti created a photographic body of work that developed over time from early formal photographs to later images that showed a commitment to social causes. Most viewers of Modotti's work as a photographer see her strong, expressive power, which seems to have risen out of both her unique pictorial language, as well as what several people refer to as her unmistakable humanity, combining great artistic form with engaged social content. Modotti's early work featured architecture, especially architectural interiors, and flowers and urban landscapes, and lyrical studies of Mexican peasants and workers. Uh, and that work of, uh, that, that uh, focused on Mexican peasants and workers, focusing on the indigenous people of Mexico, was based in part on the belief, both uh, Modotti's belief and also the belief of other artists and intellectuals of the time uh, in the 1920s, that it was through the indigenous culture that Mexico could redeem itself and create its own national identity. The Mexican Revolution uh, was a major armed struggle that started in 1910 and lasted for the better part of a decade until around 1920. Over time, the revolution changed from a revolt against the established order to a multi-sided civil war with frequently shifting power struggles. And so it's often referred to as the Mexican Civil War or the Mexican Revolution, sort of in some ways one and the same, starting out as a revolution and uh, really ending more as a civil struggle. And it was the most important socio-political event in Mexico and one of the greatest upheavals of the 20th century, resulting in, exper in important experimentation and also important reformation in social organization in Mexico. And as is often the case with uh, uh, revolutions, uh, artists took up the cause. And in Mexico in the 1920s, painters like uh, Diego Rivera, uh, whose images we see here, and a photograph of him in the upper left corner, and Frida Kahlo were alive. And artists and intellectuals from many countries of the world came together in Mexico uh, and involved themselves in the revolutionary movement. Uh, so it was logical that Modotti would align herself with other artists like Rivera. And uh, here we have uh, some work by Frida Kahlo, one of her uh, self-portraits, and also an image called Roots. Uh, so uh, these things are all intertwined. And one of the things I think uh, everyone who looks at the history of the medium of photography uh, is uh, sort of always noticing is how important all of these little valences are. It's not just Modotti photographing in Mexico, but Modotti's influence by Weston and Modotti's uh, uh, interest in the revolution that she encountered while in Mexico. So by the middle of the 1920s, Modotti had joined the Communist Party in Mexico, and her photographs and her activities took on a heavier political overtone. In 1930, the Mexican government created an anti-communist 
campaign, and Medodi was expelled from Mexico and sailed on a ship for Europe. The Italian government tried to bring her back to Italy so that she could be charged as a subversive national, uh, but she was able to evade the fascist police and uh, uh, went on uh, instead uh, to, uh, to move on to uh, Germany and Switzerland. Her late work is characterized by a strongly modernist poetic uh, icon, iconography, uh, heavy-handed in a way, but so very evocative of the world that she was experiencing, uh, especially the intersection of the revolution in Mexico and her interest in communism. Uh, Medodi stopped in Berlin and, as I mentioned, in Switzerland, intending to secretly make her way uh, back to Italy to join the anti-fascist resistance, but instead, her lack of funds and uh, what she referred to as the deteriorating condition of Central Europe caused her to move to Moscow in 1931. And at that point, she abandoned photography uh, to devote herself to political activism, and that uh, would carry her through uh, the remainder of uh, her relatively uh, short life. Uh, in 1939, she returned to Mexico and would die three years later of heart failure, uh, but there are some suggestions of uh, some uh, potential political wrongdoing uh, in uh, her death. And uh, I'll include some resources on the photohistory.jeffcurdo.com uh, webpage uh, to uh, help you flesh out some of the details of Medodi's life. The poet Pablo Neruda, another uh, compatriot of Medodi's, composed her epitaph, part of which can be found on her tombstone. Pure your gentle name, pure your fragile life, bees, shadows, fire, snow, silence, and foam, combined with steel and wire and pollen to make up your firm and delicate being. So a fascinating figure, really an interesting woman, uh, strong of uh, uh, heart, strong of mind, uh, and uh, strong of her commitment to photography and its way of communicating visually some of the political ideas that she was particularly interested in. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the History of Photography podcast, and I look forward to seeing you the next time. Don't forget to check out the History of Photography class sessions available on the web at photohistory.jeffcurto.com or in the podcast feed. And while you're on the web, take a look at my other podcast, cameraposition.com, a podcast about the creative side of photography.